Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loves chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the five week. I love pizza most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? <laughs> so swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. It's Thank you for that. Stitching you that guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome to Witty Not Funny Sports Live, presented by Traveling Growler, the number one self rated Buffalo sports show covering the Bills, Sabres, entertainment, and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo network. Go follow everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. YouTube, Facebook, the best Bills content out there from shows on Tuesdays like Buffalo Blitz. And on Saturdays like Off the Edge, we give you the best Bills content out there here on Built in Buffalo. And go follow us at WittySports716 right there at the bottom of your screen. Check it out. Go give us a follow. We love following back. Also, Tony, before we get into it, let's plug the podcast show store, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny, all one word, or Google search Teespring Witty Not Funny. Check out all the cool designs, including a process power one, Tony, which is very fitting for our theme tonight. That's Matt. That's Tony. I'm Matt. We're your host. You might be wondering what the hell are these guys doing? Well, Tony, why don't you why don't you kick us off here? What are we doing? Why are you on a bike and I'm lifting this eight pound, very heavy weight? Matt, we are doing this because just as the Bills stuck at home, left to work from home, team stretches over Zoom, entrapped by the snowstorms. Uh, We are also committing to that. We are working it from home. We are putting in the work from our respective uh, home gyms, so to speak, uh, to fit with the preparation of the week, of a very important week. So it's nice to know that, you know, I've committed. I will be doing tonight's recording on a stationary bike. You will be lifting apparently an eight-pound weight in what appears to be a t-shirt and flap rim. So it's nice to know that you have fully committed as I have. We're ready to go, ready to put in this work. Now, I think uh, there will be opportunities throughout tonight's episode for uh, that either one of us will have to increase reps or increase resistance. Yes. With some trivia. We'll do some trivia every 10 minutes, let's say. And if Tony gets it wrong, he'll increase his resistance. If I get it wrong tony if you have any trivia for me i will increase my reps i would be on a bike too but as listeners and viewers of this show know i had acl surgery last year and cannot physically do a bike so this is the next best thing and my arm will be my (laughs) it is a little convenient uh my arm will be very ready for individual activities like uh no this is a family show so we'll say throwing a baseball we'll just say throwing a baseball for 
what my arm will be ready for. Uh, quite simply, the Bills are in the home stretch. We're in our home gyms. The Bills are in the home stretch. Three more games till the parade planning begins. The Super Bowl victory, the trophy is raised. So just like the Bills are putting in work for the home stretch, we're putting in work as fans. The players are doing it at one Bills drive. The fans are doing it at home. Listeners, if you join us in our workouts, just like the Bills are working out, getting ready, hit that like, hit that subscribe. Let's see how long I can do this. I'm already feeling fatigued. You're doing a lot of rest. This was not a great idea. <laughs> You're doing a lot of rest. We're, we're really apples and oranges here. I'm doing a lot of rest. I'm Billy blanking, double timing it here. I got I, I got to I will say I did, I did work out for 45 minutes with like some resistance training before this. So this is legitimately just part of my sequence. I'm halfway through. Oh man, this is, this is classic. This uh, listeners, viewers, you are part of history. We are the first bill show to uh, hopefully complete a whole show while working out the whole time. So yeah, thank you we'll for be being negative calories the whole time with us. I think I burned off three McDonald's French fries right now. I'm really, I'm really kidding it hard here. Uh, We got a lot of bills to talk about. Big wild card win to kick off these playoffs and a familiar opponent coming up this week. Uh, Are you ready to get into it? I've been ready since, I've been ready since Sunday night. I've been waiting all (laughs) day since Sunday night. That's how you do it. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Why doesn't she have two pant legs? Shout out Bruce Nolan, who also is wondering this as well. Uh, Two pant legs needs to be... Friend of the pod, Bruce Nolan. Yes, friend of the pod, Bruce. Uh, Where's her other pant leg, Carrie? Carrie, you have enough money. You are rich enough to get that second pant leg. Please do that. Uh, Tony, what do you say we kick it off to a person who always has two pant legs, thank God, because he's like 90 years old. Mr. Mark he's in better shape than us. And he's in better shape than us, and probably Carrie Underwood as well. Uh, Mr. Marv Levy, uh, let's kick it to Marv. We'll be back with uh, some Bill Steelers review. So go, Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, Tony. We kick off, listeners, viewers, we kick off our game review the same way. We kick off each week with the So Bad It's Good review. Tony, are you ready? Sure. All right, Can't here wait. we go. Hit the music. Wild card weekend. Come on, freeze the boys. Girls, show some poise as we freeze, freeze, freeze in the snow. Oh, the weather outside was frightful, but the Bills put in a delightful performance against the Steelers in the wild card. And since we have no healthy players, let us heal, let us heal, let us heal. Josh was a red, white, and blue fighter as he had Bills Mafia saying, There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes for 50 yards into the end zone. Eric, row, 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 your boat. You're going to get trucked by the goat. Gently down the stream, scarily, 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 scarily. I think we heard you scream. The Watless Steelers D was the pot was without power and in a state of radiant flux as Khalil Shakir Heights 
was a kid cutting up the secondary on the way to the pursuit of happiness across the goal line. A.J. Kelvin Klein was the right fit, and Lewis was camera ready for the main stage. Bill send Mike, Lily, Tom went back home on the magic loser bus with Grayson Frankly. Go home, you jagoffs. Bills move on 31-17 to the divisional round against the Chiefs. Tony, that's the so bad it's good review. My notes. Uh, I feel like there was a big opportunity because you said uh, when because you, you went right from the Calvin Klein fit. When I hear Calvin Klein, I think Back to the Future. And oh, okay, yeah. Right, and right into there, you went into Cam Lewis, and Lewis is is Lewis not the father's name, or there's a character of Lewis what? in Back to the Future. I was like, oh man, this there is, fit. isn't so, there? Yeah, this would have fit beautifully together if it had gone in that direction. Uh, the other note that I had, I totally forgot because I was hyper focused on the Back to the Future situation. Oh, so good. It's because it's, it was so bad it was good. That's why you forgot. Yeah, that must have been it. Oh, <laughs> must have been uh, it. not so much a note. I remember what it is. Not so much a note on your uh, So Bad It's Good review, but it made me realize and pontificate. Did the universe injure TJ Watt as foreshadowing to the storm? Whereas the watt oh. the wattage goes out, many people lose power. Eh, there's something there. There's something there. There's some there's connection maybe there. Maybe a cult that can start out of that. <laughs> it's called the Amish, yes. No power. Yeah. <laughs> uh um Tony, you went to the game. I did. Tell us uh, how it was just what, what your mindset was leading up to the game and then getting to the game. This game, of course, was postponed due to the snowstorm that has been ongoing for what seems like a week now <laughs> uh, here in the Western New York area. Uh, the game was postponed from Sunday at one to Monday at four thirty. And uh, a lot of fans, a lot of people didn't even know if they'd be allowed in the seats and allowed in the stadium, uh, they fans were shoveling, uh, not successfully. They did a valiant job to say the least, but, uh, as people entered their seats, there was a lot of snow still on the bleachers. You had to sit on snow. There were some great videos of people, uh, like sliding down the stairs, to like get to the concourse instead of walking up and down the stairs. Uh, so Tony, take us through uh, just kind of your mentality, the vibes of the stadium uh, leading up to the game and when the game did start. Um, <clears throat> uh, fear, I guess, leading up to the game, really all weekend, uh, the fear of the unknown of when would I have the opportunity to go, uh, you know, as our most Loyal listeners know I live in Rochester. You live in Buffalo. You're having a very different experience than I am. Um, I'm surrounded by my experience because I'm in a room that has a window of three walls. And I would say we have an inch and a half to stain on the ground right now, fluffy snow, Um, but but fresh. And so, uh, you know, we always had no problem. My thought was, how can I stay warm? And when will I have the best opportunity to get there? considering the travel ban. Um, so uh, I did leave in the morning, barely making it on time to catch the bus. And 
uh, barely making it with the well-prepared stuff that I had. Uh, it was the, it was the most comfortable and warmest I've ever been for a cold weather game uh, because I was preparing for the worst and I had time to really do so thoughtfully. It was the first game that I've ever utilized ski goggles for. Loved it. Really into that. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then to get there, um, we got there relatively early. And the vibe was, I would say, professional is the term I would use. Oh. Okay. In the sense, in the sense that oh, we're not is, synonymous with Bill's money. <laughs> no, well, in the sense that what I realized is the combination of this being a playoff game and a highly sought after game, and a game that is, uh, you know, maybe there's a lot of reasons to not go, mm -hmm. and a game that's a little more expensive, and a game that you have to know, like you can only plan to go a max of six days before there. Everyone who was there knew what they were doing. There was, there was, a, it was a much, um, I guess I would say like the median age was older and the median uh, amount of games done in the past was, was more. Uh, usually like you see kids or groups of people, even adults that are, like this is like their one big blowout. They were like super hyped up for the game and everything. And that was that was not this. Like everyone who was there knew yeah. how to maintain themselves at an NFL game, not only in terms of the alcohol, but just in terms of like oh, rarity. In, yeah, and just in terms of like everything, just their entire decorum was was you 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 saw that everyone knew what they were doing, was calm, was prepared, uh, no no issues there. So the tone of the lot was wholesome with people sliding and stuff the tone of the lot was uh just like live and live and let be um and it it set up for a successful game because everyone also knew what they were doing to enter the stadium to put the snow off of their seat and where they needed it to be which could have just been anywhere uh and to um put in work as the 12th man yeah i mean the the scenes were crazy from the tailgate uh sledding and jumping through tables as bill's mafia does mm -hmm. uh to like i mentioned getting in the stadium with piles of snow still on the seats uh mm -hmm. bleachers mm -hmm. covered completely in snow is it, it was quite the scene and, and kudos to everyone and and the bill staff and every volunteer that helped uh get that stadium as prepared and ready as it could have been uh kudos to you because the weather was brutal whether it was the 40 to 60 mile an hour wind gusts or just the the frigid temperatures uh the, the stadium crew and the volunteers did a uh, really solid job getting that stadium ready and it led even though there was snow it led to the great scene of every time the bills scored a touchdown people throwing the snow i think it was termed snow plosions which i don't like we can probably think of something better but right uh, throwing the snow in the air uh we didn't get any did we get any snowballs thrown at the players this game tony uh i didn't see anyone hit players directly people were on a rare occasion throwing snowballs you know into the air and onto the field um i there didn't seem to be it didn't seem to be nearly as malicious as it was during the dolphins game last year right 
Um, right. Most people, I think, were focused on the snowplosions. Yeah. But we were I, also I scoring think, a lot he, at, the, at the start, so it set, a, it set a good tone. I think because of the hot start, it, because of the hot yeah. start, it seemed like it was more celebratory than, uh, you know, revenge <laughs> or, right. you know, ill will towards the op- opposition. So uh, the Bills did get off to a hot start. Let's get into the game. Uh, let's start with the offense because of that hot start. Uh, actually, the Bills came out first drive, 80 yards, 10 plays plus, like killing it the first drive. Joe Brady really anti-Dorsey. He's he's talking about vibe checks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe Brady's Joe Brady's feeling it a little here. Uh, and then the defense steps up with a, with a turnover, which uh, the Bills capitalize on a Dalton Kincaid over the middle play. Um, but I think the main player, and he started the game off, it was the first reception of the game, and we got to talk about it just like we talk about <laughs> every week. The He-Wolf is howling. Khalil Shakir. The He-Wolf has arrived. He has already arrived. He arrived like week three. Yeah. But now he's got press conferences. Of last year. Yeah, now now he gets press conference time. You know he's arrived yeah. if he's getting press conference time. Right. Um, starts the game off with a five-yard reception, maybe the most important play of the game because it really got the ball rolling. That five-yard reception was key. You saw it on a later drive. Dawson Knox had a nice over the middle. He dropped, and it killed the drive. Shakir's not a drive mm-hmm. killer. He's a drive starter. Uh, and it he's ended a drive with – He's a drive maintainer, a drive starter, a drive sustainer. He is the he wolf, and that's what he wolves do. They did. Mm-hmm. They just make things happen, as we've mentioned throughout the season. But it really ended and culminated in like we're biased on this on this show because we love Khalil Shakir so much, and he's the he wolf. Uh, hashtag he wolf for those in uh, Twitter X land. But the touchdown he had was that one of the greatest five plays ever in bill's playoff history <laughs> ever. ever yeah i'm going ever? there i'm going ever 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 is a, is a well we haven't had a lot run. of playoffs to talk about <laughs> we had a we had an 18 year drought yeah but ever i don't know that i can say ever but it was it was it was, sh- a, it was, it was shockingly, electric it was shockingly awesome i do wonder what everyone who sits around me at the game thinks or has even noticed the correlation that Every time Khalil Shakir makes a play, I howl. They probably think it's super weird. Uh, yes, to me, I mean, that's the inspiration behind what we're doing, the exercise and the exercising that we're doing tonight is because Khalil Shakir participated in team stretches over Zoom, and we see the results. He freakishly kept his balance up and took it to the house. Uh, and that's like, that was also the most... Um, that was like the most deliberate correlation I think we've seen of college Khalil Shakir at Boise State, Mr. Do Everything, translate into the NFL that he like, that capability still exists, translates, and can happen. So yeah. if, if nothing else, like popping the jar open on that is is an exciting idea. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to Joey's comment here. Shakir, best per- catch percentage in the NFL. Not shocking to us. <laughs> we suspect that. Yeah. That's child's play for the heel. Not um, and he spent last offseason with Eric Moles. I think that's an important uh, part mm-hmm. of his success this year. Eric Moles, obviously a, a Bills great. 
and a great receiver in his own right uh, for his time playing. And yes, Lance, I'm really committing to this dumbbell reps. This is all I can do, people. I can't do anything lower body. <laughs> My legs don't work. Lower body. Here, I'll see if we can get like a... Tony's on the bike. I'm upper body. We're biking Tony's it over body. here. Put together. We're a super Bills fan, Voltron. The Bills are putting in work. We got to put in work. That's all it comes down to. Um, that's what we do here. Uh, and Shakir, I have not catch percentage. Last season, Eric Moulds, uh, the one thing he didn't pick up from Eric Moulds, which was great to see and kind of rubbed off on Stefan Diggs a little, is uh, after he catches the ball, he doesn't run backwards two yards. I remember Eric Moulds did that all the time. It drove me nuts, even though I loved Eric Moulds and he was great. But yeah, uh, I think Shakir has been... done that a lot, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Diggs does yeah. do that. It rubbed off on Diggs. Maybe Diggs right. worked with Eric Moulds in the offseason. But he will, was uh, fantastic. And I think it goes to, with without Gabe Davis uh, playing this game due to injury, I think it goes to the point of just these secondary guys stepping up. Deontay Hardy-Harris had a huge play later on the game where, you know, he he uh, he caught the ball and got a lot of yards after catch down the sideline and sustained a drive and it's kind of like Joe Brady slowly starting to realize like the right usage of these players that Ken Dorsey could just never figure out mm -hmm. like Ken Dorsey's us studying the solar system and Joe Brady's Neil deGrasse Tyson like that's a comparison <laughs> like we know Ken Dorsey knew nothing jump. that's a big jump uh, Joe Brady knows everything. He's got all the constellations memorized and he sees the stars on the field and on this roster and he knows how to put them and place them and use them. Uh, Shakir is, uh, awesome. Uh, Dalton Kincaid was awesome. Deontay mm -hmm. Hardy Harris was great in, in the limited usage he's, or limited snaps he saw on the field. That Hardy play, I want to just touch on that real quick. And, and you know the play I'm talking about where he had like yes. well, 30 yeah, yards. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, the big one, his only play. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like, don't you think Hardy with his skill set being the speed guy, the quick guy, he should see at least like five plays that are dedicated to him. Like he is the 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 person the ball is going to. And I don't, I'm mm -hmm. not talking about like bubble screens or getting it quickly in his hands. I'm talking about like, full field crossing routes, uh, you know, just something where he utilizes his speed. Because I feel like, say he lines up in the slot and on the left side and runs all the way across to the right side off the snap. Like, I feel like nobody's keeping up with him, A. And if they are, they're sending safety help over the top because that linebacker, slot, corner, whatever, can't keep up with Hardy Harris. And... I feel like that opens up the offense a ton with, with how he can be utilized or jet sweeps, kind of like we saw with Isaiah McKenzie. I'm surprised That's they haven't done something like that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like his skill set in the right hands, and hopefully the right hands are Joe Brady's offensive play calling and, and schemes. Uh, he can be a real weapon, don't you? Of course. And, and it surprises me the most because they practice that very often. I mean, I know it's now two different offensive coordinators, but they practiced that often at camp. Like that seemed like it was going to yeah. be a part of the offense and they abandoned it, or at least they diagnosed that as like not something they were good enough at. 
to be able to keep it going consistently. But I agree. I would love to see the speed utilized in in different ways other than just, you know, hoping that it works out and that he catches it and then see what happens. But there are ways to yeah. design plays around him that, yeah, I would like to see that a little bit more. And we'll see that. Uh, I, don't know, I feel like the Chiefs do that a lot. You know, like that was the, the Chiefs do do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, like that was the. I'm, I'm not saying he. I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but you can use him in the same way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or at least have the like the plays won't go for as much yardage, but you can use the same philosophies. Right. Right. And if if it's anything, it's uh even if Hardy Harris doesn't get the ball, um, and I call him. Deontay Hardy Harris, because of course he was formerly Deontay Har- Harris. Now he's Deontay Hardy and he's the future. What do we call him? Chosen Heart Hardy Harris, as in like <laughs> Robbie Anderson, changed his name to Chosen. Um, but Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Brady knows he has something in Deontay Hardy and uh, he's, he's seen a lot more snaps. He's caught at least one ball in the past couple of weeks per game mm-hmm. and it's, they've been, Typically big plays, and uh, I'd like to see him use going forward. Uh, Tony, we've hit the 25-minute mark. Do you think it's time for a little trivia? Let's How do it. Is, is, it is it you asking me? Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Okay, yeah, this sounds great. I'm going. I'm, I'm on minimum speed right now. Like, the knob is minimum speed. all the way we'll left. We to, we'll see if we have to up it. Uh, okay. All right, here we go, Tony. This is, a, uh, this is from the game... Uh, Buffalo against the world. Good game. Shameless plug there. Okay. Yep. Fun game for Bills fans. Uh, and comment along if you know the answers to our trivia. Uh, hopefully Tony won't see them. Comment after. We don't want to give Tony any help here. We really want him to be working hard. Uh, Tony, are you ready? Yeah. There are nine players on this list. I will uh, ask you to name seven of the nine. Okay. Here's the question. From 1998 to 2018, nine different players finished a season as a Bills leader in receiving yards. Name seven of the nine, and you get uh, three strikes. Okay, what's the year? 98? 98 to 2018. Okay. Eric Moltz. He is one. Peerless Price. Never mentioned. Peerless Price is not on the list. Oh, That's strike God. one. Okay. <laughs> Off to a, a rough year. start. Because there was like that year that when we lost Molson, we put Price in there. Okay. This is by yards or receptions? This is uh, by receiving yards. Okay. Fancy graph. To is one. That's two. Okay. Good job. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Good. Twenty eight. Fancy graphic. Um, I guess I want to say. Oh, I don't think I want to say that. Uh, I need a I need a timer and a buzzer for you. Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson is three. Can he get four more? Viewers, help him out in the comments uh, if you uh, know Samuel. the Bills leader 
in receiving yards, 1998 to 2018. Did you hear Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins is four. Good. Okay. Ninety-eight. There's some doozies of names in here. Like Leader in terms of receiving yards. In terms of like obscurity, or in terms of like their legitimate NFL players, I should be. This should be like on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Joey's giving you some help in the comments here. Joey Hatch. Jones. Okay. <laughs> Hotel, basalt. I'll give you a couple of Oh, hints. Zay Jones. Zay Jones. That is see, another that's, okay. one. Okay, see, that's where I was. See, I was considering saying Kelvin Benjamin. And then I was like, I don't think he was the leader. So I'm not going to no. say Kelvin Benjamin. He was traded midseason, so. Yeah, but th th yeah, but still. I think that, Joey the, should be playing. Joey should be playing. For the receivers on that team, that could have happened. <laughs> um, um, oh, Donald Jones. Oh, Donald Jones. I'm just going for fun. No, that's two yeah. strikes. Okay. Uh, All right. Rapid strikes. fire. Here we go. Oh, Smoke Brown. No, three strikes. Up your no, resistance. I went, with jo I went with Joey on that one. I went with Joey on that one. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let uh, me just. So, so I've lost. I've lost. Let me increase speed. I'm increasing speed. Andre Reed. <laughs> no, what's 98? Yeah, didn't you leave in 99? Yeah, but he wasn't was leading it? receiver then. All right. Well, that was in my head. I mean, you said Eric Moles was, was not Moulds. on there. Yeah, Eric Moles was on there. You were right with that. All right, uh, I'll give you the list here. I'll give you the list. Uh, Scott Josh Chandler. Josh Reed is not on there. Scott Chandler, Charles Clay, shocking. I, I was I was never even going to think a tight end would have been in there. I know. I, I wouldn't either because <laughs> okay. of our illustrious history of awesome tight ends. Um, yeah. Lee Evans. I'm surprised you didn't get Lee Evans. Oh. Yeah. That's a huge one. On that one. I know. Uh, and uh, the other one you missed was Robert Woods. Bobby Woods. Bobby Trees. <sighs> Bobby Trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have got Lee Evans. I'm not disappointed by anything else. You should have got well, Lee yeah, Evans. But in my like in my mind, I'm saying Peerless Price, and I'm thinking like they blend together for me. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's what you think. Um, so Bills get off to a hot start, and then kind of, kind of come down to earth a little. At one point, it was a one score game. Vibe check in the stadium, Tony. When it was a one-score game, were you worried at all that they were going to blow it? I got Did the vibe that I was... Bills fan come out? I got the vibe that I was the most worried person in the stadium. Everyone else seemed really confident. And I was not at all confident. I was... Uh, <laughs> in, I was... I was on edge and I'm like... I was very on edge until, uh, until He Wolf got Howland. At which point I was like, okay, the edge is off. I'm I'm gonna relax a little bit. But like meanwhile, like the per the person who sits next to me who we both know is like looking at our friends, thinking like towards the end, and is like, are oh, the thing we're leaving? Like, is this thing's wrapped up? And I'm like, it's not wrapped up. What are you talking about? Like a million things could happen. Like <laughs> there's tons of time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was, it was tense for me. I was, I was worried. It was very tense. The reason I was worried is because we were down to like our third and fourth string defense. Of course. And we'll get yeah. into that in a second here. Uh, and after we talk when, about the offense. When the play was made, when that like third down, it was going to be a touchdown to Diggs and that, and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defensive back made that like really athletic play. That was, yeah. I knew, I knew in that moment, I'm like, that could be a real catalyst of, of a turnaround. I'm like, that's right to, 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 to put a stop to us. Like I'm really happy with 24 points. Like I can't say no to 20 to 24 points in the first half, but that's uh like, that's a really athletic play. And I was kind of like, I was relaxed enough in that moment to be more impressed by it than frustrated. But then when Bass got blocked, I was like, Oh no, this is the beginning. Oh yeah. Right. That seemed like a mm-hmm. big turning point of yeah. like, uh oh, <laughs> here we go. Collapse. A billsy, a billsy collapse here. Right. Uh, Tyler, does Tyler Bass have the yips? Are, should, is this something we should be worried about? He's not stamping any bass ports lately. Okay, I think I'm the only one who thinks this. What do you think? Is, so okay, I think, <clears throat> I think we, I think we know. I think most people believe that icing the kicker is stupid and not effective. Yes. It's a yeah. fantasy world strategy to take a timeout to ice the kicker. Right. But a lot of people do, and a lot of people have believed in it in the past. Maybe they believe in it in the past because 30 seconds to ice a kicker, stupid, not effective. Right. Two minutes and 30 seconds to ice a kicker, maybe effective. Because <laughs> he had to wait, because he came out to kick and had to wait two minutes and 30 seconds for the, me- for the two-minute warning in the media timeout. Yeah. Maybe it was maybe, enough. Maybe that's enough. It was maybe cold. The legs get cold. It was very cold. Yes. <laughs> the legs get cold. Uh, I, I think from what I've noticed, and Tyler Bass has had a couple kicks, and we don't spend a lot of time on the kicker, um, but Tyler Bass has had a couple kicks this year have gotten blocked. And what I can see him doing, and, and this primarily happens – when there's ill weather involved. So for example, it's windy or raining or whatever. He tries to like manipulate his kick. So for example, if it's windy, he'll try to cut the wind by kicking it lower. So it's not Mm. as wobbly up in the air. Uh And it usually leads to his form just being completely off. Mm. I don't know why he's doing it. He had the, the successful field goal. He did have this game. He just kicked it normal and just let the wind do what it would it would with it. Like, just kick the ball normal. Stop trying to, like, slice through the wind or do this weird stuff because your form gets completely thrown off. And I don't know why he does it. So that that's my two cents about it. Like, when you play soccer, there's different ways to kick the ball. If you want to drive the ball, you lean over it and toe down. If you want to air it out, you lean back and get under it. Uh that's just what I see with Tyler Bass is just different ways of kicking the ball instead of just doing the thing he should be doing and just kicking it. <laughs> like that's the one job you have. Just kick it. Mm-hmm. Just let the wind do what the wind will. Nike it's like Madden. It. Like he's not even like point your arrow, your Madden <laughs> right. arrow, field goal kicker. Like, <laughs> like if the wind is directionally this way, point your arrow this way <laughs> instead of kicking it straight and slicing through. Anyway, uh, like I said, we won't spend too much time in the kicker. Uh, I want to talk about 17. 
Prince who was promised the chosen one. I can't wait to, by the way, I can't wait till I drop this weight on my computer. That's going to be a moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's going to be a moment. Um, the Prince who was promised the chosen one, the franchise himself, J 17. Uh, I, I want to say like a vintage Josh game, you know, didn't mm. throw for a ton of yards, but mm -hmm. used his legs. And I think we're seeing kind of, come to fruition what we predicted a couple weeks ago of like, oh, maybe these guys are, maybe the game plan's a little different, you know, not as much Josh running or Diggs seeing a lower snap count. And I think that was due to injury, but you said, you know, maybe it's, they're saving him for the playoffs and saving the, this now Josh the running section of the playbook to the, till the playoffs. I think we're kind of seeing that now because uh -huh. Josh running despite, you know, 75% of his yards coming from one run uh, has been incredibly effective these last few weeks here as we push for the playoffs and are now in the playoffs. Uh, that 52-yard run, that's a that's vintage Josh Allen. When he gets that's, up to speed yeah. and he is in his most gazelle-like form, you know, is he the closest thing we have to an Animorph, by the way? <laughs> uh is Animorphs the like book that I picture? The book, the children's book series of like yeah. a human humans into, transforming like, a into animals and like yeah. a, and like a progressive thing. What's his animal? Can't you see Josh as an anamorph, like human to buffalo? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's his animorph that the, form. Is that the next Woody Not Funny T-shirt? Oh, I think you're, I think you're previewing something here. Artistically. You got your work cut out for you on that one, but yeah, that's that's a tough one artistically. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be a tough one. Uh, but maybe we could find like yeah, the original yeah. guy. But when he's running and he's up to full speed, he's making guys make business decisions, as many mm -hmm. have said this week. Uh, and two weeks in a row now, Cater Kohu for the Dolphins wanted no part of Josh Allen on that first down run last week in Miami, and. Uh, I don't know his first name. Kazee is his last name. Uh, I think it's Desmond Kazee. But Kazee wanted no part of Josh Allen on that run. Neither did Levi Wallace, which was very funny. Uh, Levi Wallace just didn't even try to get in Josh Allen's way. Levi um, Wallace is working for us. Yes. We know <laughs> that that was my question. Is is yeah. Levi Wallace, is this, is this the long game? Is Levi Wallace a mole <laughs> right. in another organization that is secretly working for the Bills? Help we've, them sent, we've sent people all over this league so that they can yes. so that they can work for us, infiltrating I, slowly. DeAndre Hopkins catching a touchdown to send the Bills mm -hmm. to the playoffs. <laughs> Levi Wallace not tackling Josh Allen. We've done these things in the offseason, not signing guys, not trading for guys. And Brandon Bean's playing the long game here. Little little I think it's smart. 20, it's smart 20 spot under the table. For these guys, yeah. <laughs> hey, help us out down the road. Wow, what? I mean, if Levi Wallace is willing, I'm not complaining. What form bills are on the Chiefs? Any? Uh, who do we got? Drew Tranquil. We didn't sign him. No. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about people we could have signed and didn't, and they kind of count them as former bills. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm gonna hold <laughs> up here. Um, let's get to some comments here. Hey, Rich, thank you, but man. Super chat. Thank you, A. Rich, co-founder of Built in Buffalo. Our dude. 
former guest of the show, A Rich is the best. Thank you, A Rich. Uh, if you'd like to leave a super chat comment, uh, please do so. We really appreciate it. Uh, as we say, the modern day podcaster is the former day starving artist. So uh, thank you for supporting the podcast, Rich, and everyone out there for just tuning in and supporting. And if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that like uh, and subscribe. Um, Joey's comment here. Uh, we were talking about the wide receivers. I, I wanted to get to this because I saw it come through here. Uh, did anybody miss Gabe Davis last week or this wild card game? Didn't know the difference anyway. <laughs> That's what I said. Like even, I said, even uh, that, when I when my buddy, at the... God. My buddy texted me. My buddy from high school texted me. He's like, Gabe Davis is out this week for the wildcat. I'm like, oh no, what will we what will we do to make up for his zero targets and zero catches? Right. When when we look at or when I look at, because you know, I think like many Bills fans, I've been following closely the injury updates. And when I look at that, I kind of did this uh exercise with myself yesterday, looking at the list and being like, Okay, so like, who do I care? Who do I want the most? Who do I need the most? Who do I need the least? And Gabe Davis is last on the list. Like, I'm almost completely indifferent by his injury. I know it's like, I the the emergence of Kincaid, and that was one of our hot takes before the season started. I think mm-hmm. it was mine specifically. Is Kincaid is going to be at the end of the season the second leading receiver in yards mm-hmm. and receptions on this team? I think it was true this year. Um, but Kincaid has really become the second primary target behind Diggs. Yeah. Uh, and all for the better because Kincaid's awesome. Not only did he have that touchdown catch down the scene, which was that that's Kincaid, right? That's what we want to see him out running linebackers being his athletic self. Like that's why you trade it up and get a guy like that to be a weapon, but not only down the seam, but on the outside, uh, he made a very tough catch earlier in the game when uh, I forget who the Steelers cornerback that was draped all over him was, but uh, Kincaid came on a crossing route and just made a very tough catch for a first down. But I mean, that guy was that guy's emerging as a as a legit star in this league. I mean, it's not like to you know to hear the stat of that he has more receptions in a season than any other Bills tight end in his rookie year. Oh yeah, that's is, wild, right? Is jarring because like we've had good <laughs> tight ends. Right. It's not like it's not like we have an entire franchise history of of mediocre tight ends. Like we've had good tight ends, but Dalton Kincaid is just getting the production. So as, as the number two tight end, so that is um, I don't know. Like if if this is what they had in mind, whoever designed it this way, kudos to them. Whether that person be uh, the, you know, the remnants of Dorsey, or if this is the creation of what Joe Brady always thought could happen or whatever, or some balance in between, but right. it's awesome. That he's getting production. He is super good. He ha- he's good for like a drop a game, but it's forgivable because he's also good for some super good plays every game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's true. Um, and like I said, did we really miss Gabe Davis? I, I didn't even, Notice him out there. With that being said, though, like I do weirdly think he would help. Mm-hmm. Well, like because we because as we much as have. I as much as I think, yeah, like Trent Sherfield isn't. I mean, he had a nice mm-hmm. game against the Dolphins and got very lucky being in the right place at the right time on that touchdown catch in the final week of the season. Um, but he didn't give. I don't think he had a catch 
in the Steelers game. Doesn't really give me anything. Gabe Davis gives you something. So despite us not liking or being in favor of Gabe Davis, I do think he would be very helpful out there. And I hope to see him back this week against the Chiefs. Um, I'm kind of getting like a, a Megatron vibe right now from the Paramount Plus commercial with Josh Allen and Peppa Pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. When, Meg- when Megatron's like cannon like malfunctions and Josh uh-huh. is like, just do this. And Peppa's like, do this. Like, yeah, I got, I, I got to take a break and just do this. Like Josh and Peppa. Your can, your twenty twenty four power Hollywood power couple. Right. I'm, I'm in the opposite situation. I was pedaling too slow, and I'm like getting cold. And so now I'm, now I'm like up my pedal. I, I put this hoodie on, and I'm up to my pedaling, hoping it's gonna warm me up and get some blood flow happening. Are you outside? Uh, no, I'm in my side room, but it's. It's, oh, I mean, okay. it's freezing it's in here because it's like a like an enclosed porch kind of thing. Wow, look at that, P- viewers. Tony is freezing. We do this for you. We do this for My you. My toes are really cold, yeah. So hit that like. <laughs> uh, we'll see how much gas Tony has left. Uh, but what do you think of Josh Allen's performance? Kind of circling back to that. We got off track a little with the comments there. But uh, Josh Allen, vintage performance, over 200 yards mm-hmm. passing. Uh, all those yards on the ground. And just efficient. Like, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Josh is going to be great. It's can Josh not shoot himself in the foot mm-hmm. at the worst times ever? You know, doing a stupid right. play, like lateraling it for no reason or uh, whatever miscommunication he always seems to have with Gabe Davis, um, throwing these interceptions. or um, When the Bills don't turn the ball over, they're – extremely difficult to beat regardless of whether our first string defense is out there or our third string defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I liked about it, the comment that I had on it was every touchdown was like a really upscale highlight worthy play. You know, there was no drive that ended and it's just like, okay, here's like a three yard run or something would, or something like push into the end zone and they finally just completed it. Like every touchdown was something was very memorable and was cool and was a feat of athleticism. And a lot of that has to do with Josh setting up uh, his supporting cast. So yeah, he was good. No complaints. Um, I hope he's can be that and then some this coming week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Shakira was killing Shakira always kills it. Those hips don't lie. Don't lie. Shakira was also killing it (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he's the he wolf, of course. Um, yeah, just great Josh performance and, uh, you know, the, the tests and we'll get into the chiefs in a minute here as we finish up our, our Steelers review. But, um, anything else about the offense before we move on to the defense here, Tony? Uh, not for me. Line held up, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Line held up. James Line Cook ran up. well. Yep. It's a good game from the offense. Joe Brady's mm-hmm. excitement. Somebody mentioned in the comments. Uh, Joe Brady's excitement is very palpable. Uh, I, I love it. We're 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 not uh, throwing tablets. We're we're yelling our excitement celebrations, now and uh, and we're celebrating. So yeah, that's always uh, good to see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great game from the offense uh, against a Steelers team that kind of causes them trouble in the past, especially defensively. Especially that defensive line, obviously missing T.J. Watt, a big component. 
of that Steelers defensive line success, but still very good players. Marcus Golden is a guy who's given the Bills a lot of trouble in the past. Uh, Cameron Hayward is a guy who's given the Bills a lot of trouble in the past. Mm-hmm. So they were able to handle him pretty flawlessly. And a uh, great job by the offensive line, who has I think this is probably the best offensive line we've had, and I think it's due to the consistency of it. We haven't had mm-hmm. guys rotating in and out. We've had the same five starters pretty much all season. So right. I think that is paying dividends as we go into the playoffs here. So great performance from the offense uh, this game. Obviously a test against the Chiefs offensively and defensively. But let's talk about the defense this game. I think the main point is just – the injuries, so many injuries. Yeah. I think seven to count. Darren Johnson, mm-hmm. Christian Benford, more power. <laughs> Need some more power right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. These workouts. Uh, um, and the list goes on and on. Like Taylor Rapp was out. There's just so many people. Terrell Dodson was out. Mm-hmm. Um, and due to the injuries that occurred before this game and occurred during this game we had some people just stepping up that you would never think would step up aj klein straight from the streets yeah straight from the rv heading to north carolina or wherever he was going key west Uh, i don't know if he's he must have been auditioning for road rules (laughs) now he's playing in the divisional round of the nfl playoffs um aj klein does exist we found that out right we have proof he does exist, and he is on the Bills roster. So congratulations, AJ Klein. And I think he smiled in the post game press conference. Which uh-huh. first time I've ever seen AJ Klein smile. Google AJ Klein right now. Well, he's and retired, so he's like ninety five percent of his pictures are stoic, stone face AJ Klein. Uh, man never smiles, even when he's pictured with his kids. Um, but AJ Klein stepped up in a big way. Kyer Elam stepped up in a big way. Another guy who hasn't seen any action during the regular season, especially in these last three months here um, with a key interception in the end zone. Uh, just talk to me about just these guys you would never suspect stepping up. Kyrie Lim almost had two interceptions. Like that's a trouble. Like he, he was so close to that other one. Um, yeah. Like, it, it was relieving because as the injuries mounted up, it was frustrating. You know, you, you look at the cold weather and think and wonder, does that have something to do with, with it, with the dominoes falling like this? Um, obviously, Bernard's injury to come to watch them with the pump, like to do his air cast was super mm-hmm. demoralizing. Um, yes. Bernard? Because it's like, okay, now who's going in? And that was... <laughs> A thing, whole thing of in itself. Um, but my, you know, my thought process is we kind of pontificated as I kind of was like saying last year. It's like the universe is bringing the people back that that have yes. been on the journey with us. So is yeah. that now Matt Hack is back? Does he belong to be back? You know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, it was it was tough to face those injuries. I'm glad they stepped up, and that's probably like that's really where i found the greatest value in josh uh josh's work early on in hyping up the score in the hot start because if we didn't have the hot start who knows how those injuries would have affected us but we had some good cushion so that's kind of what i was thinking the whole time was 
I, I was just like having gratitude about the hot start because of because thinking I was like, oh, these injuries could really set us back. But everyone, but I think that's part of what our defense is, you know, as I've said in the past, is that our defense is a unit, uh, an interdependent unit of 11. So next man up situations are a little bit different than you might approach if it was an offense. And you just hope that the talent is there. Uh, and luckily, people stepped up on, on Sunday or sorry, people stepped up, stepped up on Monday afternoon. Yeah. I, and a lot of people stepped up. Even, I mean, you even had Von Miller sightings towards the end, towards the end of the game there. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, like since we're snowed in for the past six days, uh, mm-hmm. it was like an abominable snowman sighting, a rarity. <laughs> that Von Miller right. did, did something. Goes by the legend of the Yeti. Um, yeah. Von Miller actually did something. And then it was very funny because the, two rushes that Von Miller actually did get to the quarterback. Uh, one caused it an incompletion. The other, he had the sack like right there and he just kind of pushed Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. I'm like, did this guy forget how to play football? Like he got, <laughs> he awesome spin move to right. beat the, to beat the right tackle gets to Mason Rudolph and just kind of shoves him gently. Like <laughs> you can, you could tackle him. That's, Kind of what football is. One-on-one, right. basic level yeah. football. You know Mason Rudolph, so right elusive. <laughs> yes. Such an athletic quarterback, yep. that Mason known Rudolph. To, known to be known, known to be just the tough, tough as nails. Future Hall of Famer just bounce right off him. Not not a Dancing with the Stars champion like yourself, Vaughn. Right, right, of course. You show him who, you show him who can two-step better. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you can. But those are the guys that stepped up, guys you wouldn't expect to step up. Um, and that's Dan what we Spector need. Stepping up last week. Mm-hmm. Thought he played good in his limited time <laughs> this week. Um, Terrell Bernard going down, of course, is, is a huge loss. By the way, did you think we'd ever get to a point in the career of Terrell Bernard where we'd be like, oh, shoot, Terrell Bernard got <laughs> That's not no. good. Because no, if you ask me, like, here we are. <laughs> like. Here I don't I think hoping... we would ever suspect us having this conversation about Terrell right. Bernard. Bernard? Yeah, Bernard. but here I am, like, Frank was like, ooh, I hope Bernard gets back. I'm, like, really worried about Bernard, you know? Yes. And that that's a true, right here, comment from Joey. Uh, and viewers, listeners, hit that like. Make sure you comment if you haven't yet. Uh, it takes one second. Just a little click of the mouse or the type into the keyboard. But uh, AJ Klein canceled his family vacation to come play for the Bills. That's culture right there, folks. That's to put the your team over family. Right there, yeah. To put your team over family. Yeah. And screw the kids. Uh, like, screw the wife. You, you, I got to go wonder, play for you the Bills and zero degree. You wonder you played for. You wonder what do you do that for every team you yeah. play for? But like, is he is he a Bill in his heart? Is kind of the question. And maybe that's been right. answered. That just was like. AJ Klein coming off the street, canceling his retirement, canceling his family vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, did not get interviewed for the Ty Dunn article. <laughs> <laughs> Clear as day, yeah. Clear as day. Not one of the guys who was interviewed for the Ty Dunn article. Guys, he yeah. loves playing for this team. AJ Klein does, and uh, glad to have him because we are thin as all heck. Just like I'm getting thin from this workout. We are yep. thin at the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. 
But luckily, uh, we have uh, luckily Dodson is practicing. Yes, Dodson's practicing. So Taron and... Johnson's practicing. So yeah. things are on the up and up. Um, I like Dorian Williams' yeah. game. Every time what, Dorian what Williams is... is going, it goes in. I'm like, give me more Dorian Williams, especially in that game where it was like, the Steelers are going to just run and do short passing stuff. They're not going to try to take any shots. Just let Dorian Williams go out there and run around like a chicken with his head cut off because that's what he does best, and this is the perfect game for that mm-hmm. scenario. Now against the Chiefs, I don't know if that's going to play, but once Dorian Williams learns how to like control that energy, <laughs> I think he's going to be like pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think... You know, the first time we've seen like a grown Dorian Williams, a season of practicing and learning behind him was last week when he was forced into action. And I was also like, oh, okay, there's there's something here. You know, like this isn't just the mess that it used to be. This this can work. Um, so that was relieving, I think, especially for a third round pick, you know, um, to, mm-hmm. to invest something like that in a Dorian Williams. So. Yes, I would agree with you. I, I always rooting for Dorian Williams because, as you know, it's the second best nickname we've ever given. Anyone. Second best, yeah, yeah. Hashtag ju- Judge Dreads. Judge Dreads. So we're always judge rooting for Dreads. that, so that we can really hype up Judge Dreads as uh, yes. the nickname for Dorian Williams. Yes, second best nickname we've ever given. Behind heel of Kalisha mm-hmm. Care, of course. Um, are you worried going in? Uh, let's start to to move on to this Kansas City Talk game. Kansas City, yeah. Uh, are you worried about all these injuries mounting up, going into facing the team again that we cannot seem to avoid <laughs> in the right. playoffs? I'm just Man. like, of course, of course we have to play the Chiefs. Like, these effing guys again, can we, can we yeah. just not get the Chiefs? I know it's home, and that's the big difference, and – they're going to have to play in front of Bill's Mafia now, which is very difficult. And it's always difficult playing the Bills at home. But it's still just like, God damn it, the effing cheese again. Can we just not get this team, please? Um, but do the injuries concern you going into this cheese game? Man, I feel like the deck is stacked against the Bills. Uh, in, ter- yeah. Yeah, in terms of the injuries are the obvious. Uh, I'm happy to see, I guess, like there's – hope existing that there's so many day-to-days and if i think maybe half of them their day comes on on sunday then that's then that's great um but it even concerns me like what kind of week of practice did they have and it also concerns me in general with the storm what kind of week of practice did our whole team have compared to the week of practice that kansas city's having yep that i mean that concerns me significantly too and then the third thing that and the third card in the deck stacked against us is the Sean Hockley situation. Cause I don't, I mean, we, we can, we can hope that it's a home team away team thing as a lot of the narrative has said, or we can face the, you know, a pessimistic attitude and be like, he doesn't like the bills and he, and he makes those choices based on that. I mean, he doesn't like the bills. Well, I, I mean, think that's very big, well put. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big test of transparent of of transparency with him. I think on on Sunday too, his his reputation in in many ways I think is on the line, and he probably does not think that, but I think that. 
I do too. And I'm, I think those are, I'm, uh, those are two points that right. I am worried about too. Right. And I'm a YouTube podcaster, so he better care what I think. <laughs> we all do. Right. Of course. We're the voice of a we're the voice of a generation. Voice YouTube of a podcast. generation, clearly, yeah. So with those three things, yeah, I'm highly concerned, and and injuries is injuries is maybe the biggest concern because that's the most in flux. We can't control the weather. We cannot control who's assigned to us. But the injuries is like you know that's the coin flip we're waiting on. Yeah, I think that's like I said, very well stated, very good points. Those are the two things that concern me more than anything is the injuries and how this team is approaching this week because mm -hmm. with the snowstorm i mean we mentioned they're doing trainings and walkthroughs on zoom already already a day behind because of the shift to monday right for the wild card game mm -hmm. now we're losing a day maybe two again uh with the snowstorm so again the bills are going to have to 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 puff out their chests and, and man up here because they're not going to be getting the preparation in that they should be. Um, and I think the Sean Hockley point's a good one because here we, here we go again with right. not only the Chiefs but with a Hockley trying to screw the bills. I put after the Eagles game, which was the last game, Sean Hockley yep. repped the bills. And um, I said, if Sean Hockley, gets a playoff game in Buffalo, that guy's going to need a combination of Dog the Bounty Hunter, Optimus Prime, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger to mm -hmm. be his security for the game, before the game, and after the game. Because yeah. if he screws the Bills, oh man, that is like put That's that guy a in a Brinks truck. Bike. Like because he needs uh -huh. he needs a security. <laughs> right. I couldn't agree more. And he is, I could not agree more. And, and I'm hoping also that with one thing I'm kind of telling myself is that in this circumstance where, you know, there's one game happening at the time, at a time uh, that the league over the, the New York city league oversight is maybe a little more active. Yeah. And trying to get it right. That's something that maybe I can say to make me sleep at night. Yeah. I thought the rest during the Steelers game did a good job of just kind of, kind of letting the game, letting them play. I thought so too. There wasn't a ton of penalties, and it, I thought it was really good. I mean, I think everyone watching this, everyone in Bills Mafia, can agree with us that if we have a game like the Eagles game or the Jaguars game in London this year, where there's just flag after flag after flag, it's it's stupid. Like it's dumb. Like you're not letting talent dictate the outcome of a game you the refs right. are dictating the outcome of a game and that's where i that's where i kind of get ticked off is like especially in the playoffs if the refs are dictating the outcome of games a la the super bowl last year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the nfl needs to step in and be like let's cool it with the flags here right uh, stripes so sean ockley it's kind of clear either you kind of help the bills win or you're not getting out of that stadium <laughs> In uh -huh. one piece. Yeah. Your I mean, choice, the choice is yours choice. and yours alone. Shout out Olmec. Right. Of course. Um, Budget of the Hidden and, Temple. And I wonder, you know, a test on Sean Hockley, I think also here is the big mouth on the Chiefs complaining about calls last time around. Will yeah. he 
you know, if he agreed with that, will he be looking to, um, will he be looking to like highlight revenge possible? Like, does he think the league owes the chiefs one because of that? If he agrees with uh, the statements of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Right. Right. Do you think it'll be so cold that uh, Patrick Mahomes cuts open Andy Reid a la Star Wars lives inside of him to stay warm? Did you take I know where you got that joke from, so we should talk about that, too. <laughs> Let's talk Episode about one it. of After Midnight. Take me there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, I also watched it. I also checked out episode one of After Midnight free on YouTube. Chris Hardwick. I miss Chris Hardwick. I know. I was kind of thinking the same thing too. I'm like, I, yeah. I did kind of like the way Chris Hardwick brought it to the show. Cause it does see, cause the way it is now really seems just like a, it's really just like a comedian, just like, like viral internet clips of we're yeah, all, yeah. Yeah, of we're all just the funniest people with the other funniest people and really just celebrating that. Uh, other than that, I thought it was decent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was okay. You know? That, that scenario that could much, very well but... play out. Right. Very uh very Star Wars esque. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Cut open the, the Tauntaun and live in them. Stay warm. That could be right. Andy Reid Sunday, because it is gonna be, be cold again here in Buffalo. <laughs> um but yeah, you're right. Like the Chiefs, especially this year, because they haven't had the success on offense that they typically do, mm-hmm. feels like they're getting very whiny, very trying to manipulate the refs to get mm-hmm. a call. Uh I I mean, nothing was clearer than after they played the Bills in the regular season and Pat Mahomes couldn't even, like, muster up 20 seconds of congratulating Josh Allen. He said he's complaining right. to Josh Allen post-game handshake about the rest. Like, right. Pat the brat, hashtag. Um, mm. Plus, we got the whole, like, battle on the field, and then we got the battle in the suites with Haley and Taylor. So oh, that's yeah. something to watch, too. I don't think either one of them will be there. Oh, really? I think both will be there. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was kind of thinking, because, like, there's a gate near where I enter. Um, am I, like, <laughs> Taylor can enter there, too? Well, kind of. It's not, like, a ticket gate, but there's, like, a place near my ticket gate where the fence opens up, and that's where, like, golf carts cross, and, like, the Pagulas ride a golf cart through there with security, and they, like, shut oh, it down for you. important people. I was all like, like Robert Kraft came in from his helicopter there. I was kind of thinking, I'm like, maybe I should just go in early and hang out by the gate and see who crosses in front of me. Get some, get some FaceTime with the Glitterati. The Glitterati. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, you want to ask me a trivia question? You have uh, any ready? I, nothing pre- I think you should ask me a trivia question because I have nothing prepared. No? You want a trivia question? Yeah, Can you do me. some more trivia time with Tony? Uh, all right. Here we go. Ready? This is a good one. Okay. This is another list one. I like these list ones. Okay. And listeners, viewers, of course, help Tony out in the comments. Uh, Here we go. 11 players on this list. From 2000 to 2018, 11 different Bills have rushed for 100 or more yards in a game. Give me me eight. Eight out of the 11. Okay. 2000 to 2018? Yes. Marshall Lynch. That is Willis, one, yep. Willis McGahee. Two. Travis Henry. Travis Henry, three. Fred Jackson. 
Fred Jackson for. Um, 2018. So, Devin Singletary? Devin Singletary, no. Oh, okay. Um, you don't really rush for 100 yards in a game often. No, but you only need to do it once. Yeah, you think you would have done it once, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a freebie because it's kind of like teeters like the 2000 season versus the year 2000. One of them is Josh Allen. Oh, or the I 2018 see. season okay. versus the 20, I'm sorry, not 2000, right. but 2018 season versus the year 2018. So one oh, of them is I Josh see. Allen. So okay. you got five. Okay. So that's five. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of like the random Tony out. The random different Bills players rush for a hundred or more yards in a game. Trying to think of like the random week 18 or week 17, then uh, like hundred yard rushers. One one guy we mentioned often on this podcast. Really? Uh, Likes to eat. Oh, Carlos Williams. Carlos Williams, yeah. Carlos Williams, yes. Um, right, give me, uh, give me two more. Two more should be quite easy. Okay, let's see. He was the best Bills running back before James Cook. <laughs> or James Cook will be the best Bills running back since this guy. Michelle McCoy. People on Twitter. Sean McCoy, yep. Yep. All right, one more. I won't give you any hints with this one. Yeah. Uh, 2000 to 2018, Bills 100-yard rushers. Yeah, let's see. You got this. Uh, Use your like, brain power. I'm trying to think of, like, another Williams. Um, what was that guy's name? Kyle Williams. No. Uh, <laughs> and don't start naming the other random Williamses because it's too many. It's way too many. Yeah. Who else is in this mix? Speaking of Williams, Dorian Williams likes to lay the lumber. That's right. And that's true. He does. How about... I'm counting you down. Come on. By the way, if you're listening on audio tomorrow, this is great stuff. Yeah, I know. You can count me down to zero. Uh, um, You've drawn a blank? I think I'm blanking. Uh, Who did Chan Chan famously say, like, it's his turn? You named one of them. Who's the other guy whose turn it was? That's what I'm trying to think of. It's... CJ Spiller. Oh my gosh. Oh, you are <laughs> man. We need some blood flow uh, from your legs to your head. I know. Disappointing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course. Uh, of course, CJ Spiller. Um 
getting back to the Chiefs game, are you worried, ultimately? All the factors aside, uh, injuries, maybe looking at the negative injuries, maybe looking at the positive that the Bills are super hot, winners of, what, six of their last seven games, maybe the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, scale of one to 10, 10 being like super worried. One being we got this. Where are you at here going into this chiefs game? Nine, nine, super worried. Yeah. But a lot of that, I, comes, I mean, I think that a lot of that is informed like by a lot of that is informed by history. Yep. Now, this is how it goes. Um, and this the, is the deck is stacked against us, as I mentioned. So yeah, nine. I'm worried. I'm worried too. Like I'm yeah. at probably an eight. Um, mm-hmm. Not not because of the injuries, but just like you said, it's, this is that team. Just like the Patriots right. were all throughout the drought of like, and I know this Bills team and that Bills team, the drought Bills teams, way different skill set, way different expectations. But the drought Bills always had the Patriots of like, man, we just cannot beat this team. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the playoffs mm-hmm. and the Chiefs, just feels like that scenario playing out again. It's like, we just can't beat this team, whether it's the refs screwing us or whether it's just we lay an egg or uh, we just don't execute. Whatever it happens to be, it just seems like they have our number. If we get out coached, outplayed, whatever, the Chiefs are that team. So I am very worried about this game. Now, if we win this game, I'm all in, baby. Like, Team of Destiny <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we finally got over. That's the hump we need to get mm-hmm. over. That's the Chiefs' hump, playoff hump right. we need to get over. And then right. I'll be like, all right, we're this is it. We're good. Like, Because yep. when you look at moving forward, Ravens or Texans, very winnable opponents. Ravens are very good. I'll give them that. And yes, we would be sure. playing away. But, man, I I don't hate our chances in that game. Yeah, uh, and then the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. anything could happen. So, who knows? Jordan Love and the Packers might make the Super Bowl. They get this right. They, they're both, super hot in, in the in, NFC. In, so. in all these scenarios, like the Chiefs is the emotional barrier. But once you break yeah. the emotional barrier, it's like, well, then it doesn't even it doesn't even matter because in all these scenarios, it's going to be tough. It's all good teams left, and anything yep. can happen. And like you said, in the Super Bowl, but like in in a championship game, they're both championship games. And in any championship game, anything can happen. So we just have to foil our opponent here. Because this is the USSR. We know that Finland is on the other side. But, like, right. the USSR is the big deal, you know? This is the game. This is the miracle game. And, we're yes. not, and we are not set up for success in this one. No. So and Josh Allen is our Jim Craig. He needs to make a million saves. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the fact that the last two weeks in huge games when we needed it the most josh allen has kind of nutted up and given us a drive when mm-hmm. we need it the most mm-hmm. whether it was the second whether it was at any point in the second half of the dolphins game uh or when the game got to one score against the steelers this past weekend or this monday weekend sure why not um he he delivered he, he gave us a drive a, a drive where he either needed to sustain a drive to kill clock or find some way to put points on the board to keep it a two score game or whatever. Like he stepped up and 
they haven't really faltered in those scenarios. Um, Sean McDermott's done an incredible job calling this defense, not just this season, but these past four weeks of like mm-hmm. the really final push to the playoffs and in the playoffs here. Especially with a depleted roster. We mentioned right. those guys, that AJ is, Klein, Aaron Elam. Having the depth stand up is, is a good. feather in the cap for Sean McDermott. Yeah, for sure. Yep. As Leslie Frazier gets coaching interviews, good luck with that one, whoever hears them, because McDermott's done a really good job. Um, and I wasn't a fan of Leslie Frazier, as viewers and listeners of the show know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very worried. I'm not even going to give a score prediction and we don't do score predictions on this show, but I'm just worried. But if they win and this is, I mean, you, you gotta like, now I'm going to start talking myself into the win because you gotta like the matchup. I know, (laughs) but you gotta like the match. The chiefs, the chiefs aren't playing their greatest this season. Yes. They beat a dolphins team with a high powered offense, who seemed to lay an egg, who also had a bunch of injuries. But the Bills team is better than that Dolphins team anyway. But um, I just don't think the Chiefs have – they're not the threat they were in the past, right? Their passing game just seems to be eternally off for some reason, whether it's Travis Kelsey's play declining or his physical nature declining. Like he just doesn't seem right. Dropped a ton of balls last week. I watched that Chiefs-Dolphins game. Dropped a ton of balls. Um, they don't have really anybody outside of him and Rasheed Rice, who I actually really like, uh, in the passing game. Pacheco is the big one. Pacheco didn't play when we faced the Chiefs in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing, and the Bills run defense, while better this year, can be suspect at times, as we all know. So yeah, I think that's the difference, is like, stop Pacheco. With four, like your front four needs to win. No mm-hmm. blitzes, no exotic rushes with six guys. Because let's be real here, Bills Mafia and viewers, like we're not a good blitzing team. Like we haven't been. We never seem to be. Um, get to the quarterback with four guys. Like that is the goal here. That would that be is ideal. How you win this game, and then it would that- also be ideal if. Then who's the, who Pacheco has to face is the likes of Dodson and Bernard, right? But that's in an ideal world. Bernard being so we'll out see. is like huge. I know. If, in this, if, in this if situation, Bernard is out, piece of it. If Bernard is out, which I think he will be, like yes, we avoided major injury with. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an Achilles. I'm not a doctor. I'm just lifting an eight pound weight here, right? Which is like pretty much a doctor, but not quite. Um, I thought it was an Achilles when he went down and I saw the replay. I'm like, ah, shoot. Now, not only do we lose him for the rest of this year, however long it continues on, we lose him pretty much all of next year, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. avoided major injury. And if he makes a return, that's this week. That's some deer antler spray magic going on <laughs> mystic there. stuff like, he went down to lilydale and got this thing figured out like it's wild yeah that's um that's some witch's hex marvel cgi yeah. i don't know whatever magic they they do um the power of cortisone shots but um if he comes back that would be huge and can play up to the ability he's played at all year that's huge but if he's not 
in, which I don't suspect he will be. I think this is a at least a two-week injury. Um, do you think it's Dodson and Klein? That seems very, uh, very susceptible to getting beat in the passing game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a mix. I think the Mike linebacker is kind of a situational rotation, I guess. Like we, we, maybe Klein will come out of the tunnel announced, but I, I think the snaps would be kind of situationally changed up a lot. So in that respect, I mean, we're talking about this, but there's a huge piece to the two-way stoppage, I guess, and that's I really hope Taron Johnson gets it, gets it together too. I think Taron Johnson is more important than what happens in Mike Linebacker as it is. So I do too. I think we'll that's keep, a huge yeah, we'll component. Also keep an eye on, on that on that man's head, which for two yeah, concussions I, in a season for him to come back like this would also be some witches brew. Yeah, that'd be that'd be something, especially like when a lot of players this season have not come back within the week they sustained the concussion right to come back is like, uh, I don't know if he's fully back, but you know, get in there. It's okay. the playoffs. We're I would worry the about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I also think getting Gabe Davis back would be a big deal because I think Legereus Sneed is going to line up on digs primarily and follow him around uh-huh. the field. And Legereus Sneed's a very good cornerback. And guys like Trent McDuffie are good quarterbacks. Like Steelers have some, or Steelers, Chiefs have some good secondary options here. Um, so I think getting Gabe Davis back, just like he did two, three years ago and had the huge game, uh, we're just going to need that secondary guy. And while we love He Wolf and we love Khalil Shakir and we love Balen Spector, I feel like you still need a guy to kind of blow the top off the defense. And Gabe yeah. Davis can be that field stretcher to a mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be big as well but and he's got nervous just like you're nervous tony he's got a swag against the chiefs so he does have a swag well yeah he's got a swag in in big games in general so no one on the corner got swagger like gabe if i had if i had a choice between gabe and no gabe i'll take gabe i'll take gabe yeah i'll take gabe as much as we don't like him on this Mm -hmm. on this show i'll take him we we could use him so uh tony what do you say we wrap it up though i think uh my I arm is going to fall off here. Well, my phone's about to die. So if we, I hope <laughs> I make it to the wrap up. Well, let's hope we make it up uh, to the wrap up. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for commenting, liking. If you haven't yet hit that, like uh, we'll go quickly here for Tony's phone's sake. Uh, thank you to our sponsor. Of course, traveling growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Shop local, support local, travelinggrowler.com. Awesome product. Um, keeps your beers cold in the summer. You probably don't need them in these frigid temperatures, but a great product nonetheless. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the t-shirt store, apparel store. We have crew necks. We have hoodies. We have all colors, all sizes, all cool designs. Whether you like uh, any kind of pop culture reference, we have it in there. So uh, make sure you go check out teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny, all one word, or Google Teespring Witty Not Funny, all one word. Uh, if you're not viewing now and you're listening later, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, always on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Go check us out. Uh, like I said, if you haven't hit like, 
Hit that like, subscribe. Thank you everyone for commenting. Give us a follow on Twitter, X, Instagram, at WittySports716. We love following back, connecting with the Bills, Mafia, and Saber Swords people out there. Uh, trademark pending on Saber Swords people for a fan group name. So look out for that. So it's in with the trademark offices. Uh, um, or you can follow us on Facebook or TikTok, Winning Not Funny Sports. Give us a follow on all platforms. We love following back. And as we always say, whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, if this is your first time viewing or you're a multiple time viewer, thank you everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate any time you give to uh, our ridiculousness, as evident by Tony's bike and my weight here. Uh, 152 kind of calories about burned. The bills. 52? Wow. 152. Check my... 152. Wow, even better. That's impressive. Now Good job, Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going up as we speak. Yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, as we always say, go Bills. Thanks for listening. Of course, stay witty out there, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>